What's up, everybody? It's the HB host, Sam and Maddie. What up? Hello. Uh, today, we are doing our mini-series called A20 Horrors, obviously based on films by A24, indie films, all the shits, right? Yeah. We're here for it. Today, yeah. we are talking about the movie X, but first, Madison, your makeup, divine. Yes, Take let's get close. Let's get close. Close. Also, my fucking cat in the background. Say mm-hmm. hello. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So we did our makeup because we just watched the movie X, and um, yeah, I don't like blue on my eyes. No one don't does. Literally, the freckles. The freckles are cute. The freckles like were that. a struggle for me, personally. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you can hardly see them uh, because. I don't know why. I, I don't know. But, um, but, uh, oh, look at Roche's little, his little beard. I know. Okay. You guys, really please come follow us on YouTube so you can see all of the cat <laughs> majesty and all of the makeup majesty. Um, yes. so, uh, blue, I did a light blue. We are, um, gunning for Mia Goth's fucking face and no one can compare. There's a reason that her makeup was iconic in this. Um, yeah, really. So, okay, before we get into the movie X, uh, today was Oscar Nam reveal day, January 24th. So we're recording this. It'll be up tomorrow, January 25th. But A24 fucking killed it. And we we started this this miniseries um, like, like very briefly explaining why we did this. Just like we love indie film and we're into it. But... I I, like with this, like I felt such a movement all day because this is Sam talking, but like I have literally applied to work at this company at least five times. And I know that I will never get hired because I have no experience that's relevant to any (laughs) position at this company, but I have loved it so much. And I, I, the first movie that I saw that they did that I really recognized their brand was Moonlight, which actually won best picture in 2017 and um and if you guys have watched 2017 oscars it was a fucking shit show because they thought it was la la land they announced la la land it was a whole fucking catastrophe on stage but it was actually indie film about a black boy growing up to a gay man right and it was a story that no one wanted to produce and no one you know it wasn't popular and it wasn't a warner brothers thing and it wasn't a fucking paramount thing and it wasn't any of that but A24 picks it up and fucking broke it through that glass ceiling and gave it a platform. And I like, I'm just very proud of where we're at right now with A24 because like with everything everywhere, all at once, I got 11 nominations. We just did an episode on that. And I'm very happy about that because it touched both Madison and I deeply. And, and it's such a profound and provocative and important movie for literally it could touch anyone it touched us and we're both american white girls and we felt it and we empathized with it completely um and i can't imagine how important it is for other people who are immigrants who are minorities who are asian americans who are black americans who are latinx americans anybody anybody that's like queer anything on the spectrum how important these stories are to tell and it makes me really proud because I've been such a longtime fan of A24 that they, what I originally loved about them was just their 
agency and they're you know they're called indie film but like a24 really rang independence quote unquote to me mm-hmm. you know, like, we're, just like, we're gonna make what we want to make when we want to make it we're gonna give these people the opportunities that they deserve even if they have no merit behind them and know anything mm-hmm. we're gonna have the stories that we want to show the platform and that's why i loved them and from the jump and now it's like knowing that they're actually giving platforms for things that really, really make a difference. And we're getting to the Oscar stage and we're winning those, not like we're winning those awards. Yeah. Like best picture is arguably the most prestigious award in the entire world that a film can win. And the fact that Moonlight won it in 2017 and everything everywhere is up for it now and those are both predominantly minority based minority mm-hmm. stories minority everything i'm just like it's incredible that like we've been longtime followers of a24 and they're actually like they're really putting this shit out there they're getting it out there they're making yes. these old white fucking yes. everybody like they're making them see this they're making I them just it. want to say first of all beautifully and eloquently spoken that was so nice i really hope that somewhere in this crazy universe uh a24 gets to hear that because that was really sweet that was really cute um I cry I, yeah no i i feel the same way i'm not as technical uh as you are like in the knowledge behind it and we talked about this a little bit i was introduced to A24 and just like a, I think not, I wouldn't say more organic, but like I was in less knowledge, right? So like the first A24 movie that I think I saw was Ex Machina, mm-hmm. like a long time ago. I just like randomly saw it with my stepdad. I was like, oh, cool. Like, let mm-hmm. me see what this is. And it was really cool. I was like, oh, I love this. Like the, what a good movie. Um, And then Moonlight which I didn't even watch when it first came out. I like saw it like a year later. I was like, oh, like, what is this? And it was beautiful. That was one that I also really, really enjoyed. And like, just the love story of it. I don't know, like, to me, it it kind of felt like, um, call me by your name. And, yeah. But like, in a different way, like, it gave me a very similar feeling. Uh, yeah. But yeah, it was gorgeous. Mm-hmm. It was so yeah, gorgeous. And it was and, good. Yeah. So I think that like my love for A24 started what I think when I saw Moonlight mm-hmm. and I really recognized the branding for the first time. And I was like, A24, like what is that? And I got mm-hmm. I got curious about it and looked them up and realized that so many movies that they had done before that I loved. Right. Like yeah. while we're young and the spectacular now and the lobster and so many things that I had watched that like the, and like what, what like, like clicked in my brain was like, all of these movies are movies that I would go back and watch any single day, or I would never watch again because they made me feel so deeply and I'm not ready for that again. Mm. And it's like, but all of them made me question things after the fact and think of things differently after the facts. And I, you know, in A24, the the props is is that you are so selective with the movies that you produce and you invest in and you give the platform mm-hmm. for 
and they are, and you know, not all of them are five stars. Not all of them are great, but that, but most of them are, are thinkers. Right. And like, I can't yeah. even speak to all of them because I haven't seen all of them, but what I'm saying is that like, the, it was so fucking clear because like from 2016 was when I watched Moonlight and and then in 2017 it won the oscar for best picture which was the first one of the only times in history that an indie film company had a best picture nomination and winner yeah and won um and and so from like from that point i was like okay this is something i feel like they broke glass ceilings with that because like i said it's a story about it's a story that no one wants to hear it's a story that like the people that don't need to live in this world and don't need to acknowledge this world don't right. want to be. Right. And the story that A24 helps catapult a black director and a yes. predominantly black cast and all of this yes. up yes. to the Oscars stage, number one, and then mm-hmm. the Oscars win. And yeah, it and was, that is awesome. Yeah, it was amazing. It's and really, then it's like, really okay, cool. and then they take that and then you get parasite which is not an a24 film but it's a foreign film that wins best picture mm. yeah and that was i mean huge like i just i can't yeah help it's it. that a little momentum for that yeah. which is great because we both agree and i think even like you know looking back on our childhood we're like damn like even for us as people who were like included i'm like yeah i wish i would have seen other stories too because 100%. why not yeah, 100%. Like, why not? I'm curious, I and I don't know. I just think, like, it's really, it's it's about damn time, you know? And it's still even not enough, you know? Like, we still need more. But, yeah, it's really, really cool to see some bigger strides being, like, made. Yeah. Um, even for, like, someone, you know, for me, who's not as, even as passionate. I mean, yes, I like the movies, and I'm into it, and, like, for me, it's like I found out later. I was like, oh, I didn't even realize that these movies I enjoyed were produced by this mm-hmm. company. You know, yeah. when I found that out, I was like, oh, like, I think I should like look into it more. And, mm-hmm. you know, so yeah, it makes me proud too. Even on like a more surface level, I'm like, damn, yeah. y'all are doing something. Like y'all are yeah. really doing something. And and that is really, it feels good. Um, not only for me, but for a lot of people. And it's really oh, yeah. great to watch. I know, I know, and I'm, I'm I'm very happy. There's not a lot of times that there's something that you see or like you discover at its at its like earlier phase, its premature phase, and you love it and you have hope for it, and you're like, okay, this has intro like a twenty four is what introduced me to indie film. Mm. That that was what it was. I came upon an a twenty four film and was like, I looked them up and I was like, oh, this is this is what indie is this is what the film festivals are all about. This is what it is. So mm-hmm. and that like catapulted me into this world of like, just amazing everything, just unconventional, confrontational, you know, all these things like uncomfortable, but a 24 was like the baby, like this literally a 24 is my baby. Like, I feel like this yeah. is like, I don't have a baby on my own. So this is my baby. Um, so when I see them now, years and years later like actually achieving these things and not just with moonlight but like with everything everywhere with the whale with mm-hmm. you know Marcel the gel with all this like I'm just like this is phenomenal it's phenomenal what they're able to do what they're able to bring to the stage and the thing is is like I don't think 
what is so great about them is that and the guys that started it is I didn't I didn't I don't think that they give a shit about winning a war. They didn't want the glamour and the gold, like the fucking yeah. the the board at Fox and the board at Paramount, right? Like they didn't want that. They just wanted to put truth out in the world and they wanted to put tr- like like pr- like provocative and and thoughtful stories out in the world and real stories out in the world. And the fact that they have made this success is that much more wholesome and that much more like, like I'm so much more proud of it because I know that this wasn't their intention, but I'm happy that they're doing it. And I'm happy that they're doing it with stories specifically from minorities and specifically from places of the general public doesn't want to see this. This is not big box office. This isn't a fucking Jurassic Park or Top Gun or any of that bullshit. Like, this is real shit. Like, this is shit that we're we're dealing with. Yeah. So, okay. So anyways, hats off to you, A24. We, uh, this is also a quick announcement that we will be doing a pod um, on the Oscars. It comes out on March 12th. So the pod will be up. God knows, I'll probably be drunk with anxiety, um, drunk and anxious. That's what I meant. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> maybe March 13th, I don't know. We'll figure it out, but we will definitely do a podcast on the Oscar wins. Uh, the yes. SAG Awards are coming up. We've got a lot of awards coming up, so stay tuned. But um, yeah, we've got a lot to look forward to this award season. Yeah. I'm very, very fucking happy. A24 killed it. They literally have them like Disney technically has 22 awards and A24 has 18. But Disney mm-hmm. has 22 awards because they own seven fucking production yeah, companies. Of course, so, of course. A24 being an independent film company, yes. having 18 nominations is absolutely groundbreaking. Like it's crazy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So So, we'll get into X now. Sorry, guys. We just so excited. It's been a very exciting day. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. We definitely wanted to at least like make sure we were saying congratulations, especially because we're doing a podcast on it. Like we love them. So like hats off, freaking kudos. Can't wait to see what else you guys do. Uh, But yeah, we're talking about X. We are talking about x oh god and it's just the letter x just so everybody knows yeah x movie it's written and directed by ty west uh starring mia goth britney snow jenna ortega martin henderson kid cuddy slash scott muscudi and owen campbell uh so mia goth is playing maxine okay maddie i don't know if you know this but this is just a quick Mia Goth plays Maxine, mm-hmm. right? Um, yeah. The fucking sex symbol. Yeah. But she <laughs> also plays the old woman in this. Oh, fuck. I did not know. <laughs> I was going to tell you that last time. I wanted, I wanted your face. I oh. wanted your face. Oh my god. Wait, okay. Mm-hmm. That's why she's the only one that makes it out. That's I don't know, it's so weird. Like it may no, but like no no like no no almost... no, but I mean like she literally like plays Yes, her. yes yeah. correct. But I also like weirdly felt like the old woman is her and I'm like, oh, this is like a figment of her imagination. She's like going mm-hmm. through some shit. Mm-hmm. I don't um, know. Yeah, so Mia Goth. I don't know. Yeah. Let's 
do we want to go scene by scene or do we want to go character by character? Like, I guess let's go scene by scene because it starts off with... Well, um, let me give you a quick synopsis real oh, quick. Yeah, and also, yeah, yeah. spoiler alerts, everybody. Get out of here if you don't want to hear it. People die. Yeah, you're done. I gave you your time. All right. Anyways, synopsis. This is about a group of friends who want to go rent out basically like an old-timey Airbnb. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's with these really decrepit old people. <laughs> Literally, their fucking skin is like... It's like they both have MRSA. I don't even know. They have like open pores <laughs> on their bodies. It's terrible. Oh, no. Yes, I'm so sorry, but yeah, that was no, the first thing I thought of. You know what's actually really funny is that, like, I don't think that anybody that's, like, younger than our generation even knows what MRSA is. I don't think it exists anymore. It does. MRSA is everywhere. It's people... <sighs> I don't even want to get into the fucking okay, doctor side. I, I was talking. I feel like I've talked to some young people and they had no idea what it was. But I'm like, I was very well aware. Yeah, I don't know if kids know what anthrax is either. Look it up. Ooh, you know that's dangerous. Yeah, exactly. Hmm. Yeah. So, anyways, enough about that. <laughs> so, these group of friends, they're trying to make a freaking porno at these old people's Airbnb. And, you know, whatever. Like, they're all being pretty chill about it. It's cool. Um, There's two actresses, uh, the filmmaker, who is the boyfriend, and then his girlfriend, who's there to, like, hold some equipment. Um, Wait, no, the filmmaker, that's... The filmmaker is... the boyfriend. Yes. He's the boyfriend. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. And, yeah. Okay, sorry. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. And then there's the two girls that are... Um, film actresses, and then there's yes. Brittany Snow. Uh, yes. What is her name? Brittany Lynn? No, that's not it. No, Bobby Lynn. Bobby Lee! Bobby Lee and... No, Bobby Lynn. No, it's Bobby Lee. It's Bobby oh, Lee. Oh, it's Bobby Lee? Bobby Lee and Maxine. And Maxine, yes. And Kid Cudi is the um, male counterpart. In the film. Also known as Scott Muscuti by his acting name. Scott Muscuti. I didn't even know. Oh my God, Muscuti. Do you you catch the drift? I'm sure you do, but like, good Lord. Good Lord. I was not prepared. In Jason's name, let us pray. Also, uh, his name is in 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 the movie so so okay. scott muscody was the lover in the videos oh my god that is rich that's rich rich god be good um, yeah so they're on their fucking little ride and um it ends up being that this old lady is basically it actually has a kind of decent plot and it's a little pulls on the heartstrings a little bit because this old lady she wants to you know get one off with her husband but her husband is old as fuck and he's like honey my heart will literally stop like we can't have sex so she's like jealous of these people and yeah then you know because of her jealousy and because they were fucking you know, being sinful, she kills him. Mm. Mm-hmm. And that's the synopsis. Great synopsis. 
Thank you. Great synopsis. Thank you very much. I pitched to Max then that we do this whole uh, we do this whole pod in <laughs> oh, look at our best rope. Southern Belle accents. I know. Well, you know the thing is, it is Southern, and one of the first things, that <laughs> but okay, it's not so in, on a real note, we so I had watched this movie once before, um, and that's why I can, I know I literally I see Maddie's cat. Bad, <laughs> Roshi. Get your little barn ass down here. Um. No, I watched this movie once before Maddie and I watched it both uh, like together last night and neither of us really like scary movies and um, I'm like I'm here for like horror. I'm not really here for like jump scare bullshit that like paranormal activity insidious like I fucking hate that shit. I'm like give me a good plot. I'm fine. Maddie, I don't even know. I don't know where she's at, but I know she was a little scared coming in. But the beginning, yeah. So the beginning starts off with like sheriffs coming, and it's nothing but corpses around this entire property, and it's yep. eerie, and they've got eerie music and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, trust me, it's not like trust me. And then immediately we show um, Maxine and shit. What's it? Hold on. Maxine and Wayne and they're in the strip club. She's just snorting a bunch of coke and it's just this like upbeat like fucking line dance song and I'm like yeah this is what it's like for the first act right like I said it really felt like a play like it really felt like a stage performance where like the first act was like this then like there's a pivotal moment and then boom curtain drops second act um, so I'm like, yeah, you're good. Rest easy. Like, yeah, the old lady is scary as fuck in oh, the beginning of it. So she, creepy. I honestly, I think so creepy. Yeah, I think that she was creepier in the daytime. That was one of my biggest notes. Is that like she really <laughs> that was. is talent? Yeah, that is talent. You know what, Mia Goth, good shit, good it's shit. Yeah, and like Ty West, just like just t- like tiny tiny peek around this corner i just want to see your bony ass shoulder boom around the corner and like like just giving all of the suspense all of the tension um but it's like so what my point was is that maddie and i were watching it and she at first was just like kind of um unnerved and then we get to the point of like the strip club which was called what what was it bayou beauties bayou beauties Bayou Burlesque. <laughs> Bayou Burlesque. <laughs> Come on down. Oh my God. Literally. <laughs> wait. Okay. I'm just going to say this. The way that the town is set up, where the Bayou Burlesque is, it, and this is for all my True Blood fans, it is, it looks like Bon Town. It looks exactly like Bon Town. I know. And I'm like, I didn't know they had a burlesque in Bone Town. Yeah, no, that's what I was about to say. It's like, she she said it, and we have been, because that that is where her and I's, like, mutual, like, we both have love affairs with HBO in separate regards, but, like, True Blood is where we met and, like, connected, because there were, like... The last season of True Blood, you used to come to my house every Sunday and watch it with me and my mom. Yeah, I did. Literally. I so did. it's like, it was it was a stronghold. HBO has always had a stronghold on us, yeah. but like True Blood was really where it started. So it's like, mm-hmm. we always are th- like, how do we 
find like where can we draw true blood in because that was the original oh my god right so when she said that i fucking died because it was hilarious and i was like this is perfect buy you burlesque it should be in bonton you know it should have been in bonton i just i really loved that it took me to the right place mm-hmm. and it was bonton is where it took me thank you yeah. fuck yeah. i can taste the goddamn beignets like truly mm-hmm. No, seriously. is fictional, but still. Yeah. Uh, yeah. God, so yeah. um, so we get there and then we're in La La Land, right? It's just fun and sex and happiness. And of course I like this because if anyone knows me, I love first of all, I love a group. I will watch anything that could be scary with a group. As long as it's yeah. not one person or two per- people or three people, I'm good with it. If it's if it's three if it's if it's four plus, I'm great, right? Like I love all the screams. I love all the even though they're jump scary and the plots shit. Uh, I love Saw two. I can watch the other saws, but they I just I I can't really watch them. I have to cover my eyes ninety percent of the time. They're pretty gruesome, uh, but Saw two is great. And like the thing is, I don't I mind gore. I don't mind gore. I just don't like jump scares and I don't like the tension, right? Like they build it and this movie builds it for you. Right? It like does. So I want to say just on that note, um, I really loved a lot of the like still cinematography, almost like the director of photography had some part in that. But the thing is it was looming. Those Mm. scenes, because they were still and they were a little bit long and, like, lagging, it just, it scared me a little. I was like, fuck! Like, what's gonna pop out? What's gonna happen? No, but I love I actually, I really like that. That keeps me, like, like, I kind of like that where it's, like, subtle tension building but then when it's fast tension building, but like it just won't come soon enough, like that's what I hate, right? Like, like there, yeah, there was, yeah. and there were there were times of both, and I think that Ty West did this really well of like hitting everyone that gets scared by something in their sweet spot in this film, right? Like, yeah, he had a couple jump scares, he had a lot of gore, or not a lot of gore, but he had some gore that was yeah, really gory. Good gore. Yeah, he yeah. had like really really slow tension that didn't amount to anything he had faster tension that didn't amount to anything right so like the parts that gave me like the heebie-jeebies more than anything was pearl the older woman in those scenes where like she she like like her in like when they the group first got there and and maxine looks up at the window and pearl is sitting there is like standing there or like when maxine goes off like to the lake and Pearl is like standing in the woods behind her and like you can just see her and you like and me even I've watched it twice and I know that Pearl's not going to do anything in this moment but it's still like that's what makes it creepier is like even the second time watching it you're still creeped out you know dude so fucking creepy yeah I did not like that old lady at all Sorry, my cat is fucking trying to chew on shit that he's not supposed to be chewing on. Uh, but yeah, no, it was so scary. Like, she was so creepy. And the way that she, like, 
you know, like she's an old lady, so she like moves like an old lady. And not to hit on old people. It's not your fault. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm gonna be like that one day. It's fine. But it's fucking creepy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. God, her husband was also very, very creepy. And yeah. his face, his mouth was so like down. Like it was he had the illest frown. The yeah. So I mean, perhaps the makeup artist, but like yeah i will say the one qualm that i had about the two of them is that like i understand like when your old teeth fall out but like just because all your teeth fall out doesn't mean that this one tooth is gonna end up in the middle of your fucking like this okay yeah and literally both of them had a full front tooth like that like one tooth right in the front and i'm like uh i don't think that that's natural right like their their teeth prosthetics could have used work i'm sorry (laughs) could have been more realistic if it was just one tooth i'd have been like oh shit that's a hillbilly ass man that is scary but like one tooth in the middle i'm like what the fuck like you know but that was the only thing that i felt like okay actually let's talk about the the cosmetics and costume right like you had no idea that pearl was mia goth no, you I had no idea. idea. But I did yeah. know that it was a younger person under there when I looked at her. I was like, oh, that's not like a true old person. That's a young yeah. person dressed mm-hmm. as an old person. So it was her and they did like such a good job of making like I didn't know that the first time that I watched it. I actually didn't know that until I knew we were gonna watch it and I just looked up like the cast and was looking at like other things that they'd done and realized that me like i was like who plays the old lady in this and it was like mia goth and i was like what like i was so confused and then i read an article and it was like yeah she stunned everyone because she played both parts hell yeah um, and i'm like yeah it's sick okay, but like versatile queen yeah so I, didn't, I didn't think that the older woman looked anything like her um no not at all she looked at that, yeah so when i watched it at that point Act, or Pearl had already come out, which Pearl is the the prequel to X. Yeah. And Mia Goth plays both Maxine and Pearl in those movies. So I was like, oh, mm. but she looks nothing like Maxine. And then when we watched it together, I was like, oh, I see it. I see it now. Like, I see okay. it. She doesn't okay. have like a cute little button nose and she's got like, they made her look different enough, but I, I still see the features so I think that they did a really good job. My only quad and like with the guy, he was fucking gr- like he was gross looking. But like honestly, I kind of feel like, like you know, it sucks because like I have from watching this movie the first time, I have a newfound um, empathy for the old. I feel like for the elderly. Yeah, we can, we'll get into this when we get into main themes. But um, you know, I, like. I just feel like he they made them look even more like they were for example there were some times that um Pearl's hand looked fucking decrepit and then other times were like she, like one time like okay this specifically when she kills the first guy um RJ who is the mm-hmm. camera mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. her hand on his back looks like malformed like it looks like puffy and like wrinkly like it looks bad but then literally two minutes later when she goes to pull the keys out of the ignition of the car it's a it like looks like a regular 
like elderly hand like there's just basic wrinkles and stuff so I'm like there's some like that's all I'll say is that there's some like lagging yeah some inconsistency I didn't even notice any of those things because I was just intrigued with the movie well yeah because I've watched it twice I'm noticing yeah Yeah, I'm looking at that Mm -hmm. um by the way just getting into some of the themes of the movie I did want to talk about um the porno part so I thought it was really funny that they're going to make this porno, but the filmmaker is like, I want to make a porno that has like a good story. Like that's not just a porno, you know, like blah, blah, blah. Like it's going to be better than that. Whatever. You know, I'm sure a bunch of people who have made porns have probably felt the same way and some have been successful and some haven't. So regardless, it, I think was really funny that this this movie is what he was desiring. You know what I mean? Like it's like a it's a film about like I don't know. It felt like super like Inception-y and like meta. I was like, oh, like cool, okay, like I get it. Mm-hmm. You know, I did really like that. Um, and obviously, sex sells. You know, yeah. like I think it was probably smart to do something like this and I think that the cast that they got was great well yeah no what the the camera man RJ rang me as was I'm young I can't drink anywhere like I need to take what I can get like he is he was a millennial before millennials right yeah he had a vision yes he was just taking what he can get and then he's and he was a visionary and then like what actually is great about his storyline specifically was that he was so about it with everybody else, right? When his girlfriend Lorraine, mm-hmm. played by Jenna Ortega, the one and only, uh, one yes. say fuck Adams, um, yes. she was the one that was skeptical of it, wearing her little cross, you know, mm-hmm. just being a little sound mic girl, and literally it was so like funny and like sad to watch her in that because she's like but like she was clearly uncomfortable but also clear like honestly I feel like she was the biggest she was the most important character in this movie I think um just okay so okay let's get into themes let's just get into the theme real quick with um the idea of let me pull up my notes I wrote it really good in here um Okay, overall themes worth noting, hypocrisy and morality, right? So that's what I wrote down as my note, but Mm -hmm. we see it throughout. So we see it in Pearl, right? Mm -hmm. Pearl wants to seduce these guys. She wants attention from these guys. She wants, like, she's lustful, but she's also, like, just ego-filled completely. Yeah, she wants to be a star, baby. Yeah, and she wants to be a star. Literally, that's Pearl. Like, that is who she is. She is Maxine, but just 90 years old. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, Pearl, when she doesn't get it, she gets resentful and obviously psychotic. Whereas, like, when we think about Lorraine, who is, like, the church mouse, as Wayne calls her. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, when, like, it's just, like, she, like, comes into it thinking that she's looking down on it, but then she's watching it and she's seeing 
how much they're enjoying it. And she's mm-hmm. trying to be against it, but then she realizes there's nothing wrong with this, right? There's nothing right. wrong with recreational pleasure. Then mm-hmm. she wants to do it. And I think that like, it's, it's very much like on it, this, this film goes on like both sides of the spectrum. And I don't think it's like, it goes as deeply into everything, but you have to read between the lines on a lot of it because it starts literally off with like the sermon from the guy who we find out this is major spoiler. If you haven't finished the movie, don't listen to this, but like starts off with the guy, the pastor that ends up being uh, Maxine's dad. Right. So it's just like major uh, spectrum on both ends. And I think that Lorraine is the one that actually teeter totters on both sides the entire time. Whereas you have mm-hmm. one side that's far right, one side that's far left. And Lorraine is the one that tips it. I agree. Right? Yeah. I agree. So, um, and I think that that's probably why, uh, Jenna Ortega, I mean, although like her scream was iconic, that scream when she was, Oh living. yeah. And that's why she's a a little emo goth girly, even though she's so like Disney and cute, which by the way, I won't get into this too much, but it did feel a little bit illegal to see her in that scene. Not that she was nude or anything, but I was like, oh, this is sexy. And you know, I am a little bit of a Disney girl. I can't help it. I just... You know, fucking true love breaks any curse. Like, who can't get behind that? So, fuck. <laughs> they got me there. Um, But, yeah, I don't know. I just... I was... For me, personally... And it's fine. I love her. Grow up. Do you, girl? What the fuck? Like, it's... Kudos. I think just, like, you know, it's always a little bit weird seeing, like, your children stars grow up and, like, do something oh, yeah. a little bit sexy. I was like, oh, shit, girl. Ah. I mean- let's just build on this really quick because we had a really good conversation about this and I think that honestly this is a really good opportunity to talk about it versus I don't know outside of like if we do euphoria like when we do euphoria we can talk about it with Zendaya but Zendaya is a good example of like Hmm. Jenna Ortega is someone that we have only seen doing minor roles when I say minor I mean like under 18 right Wednesday Adams yeah high school and like and we like have like had a similar experience with Zendaya doing coming from Disney doing Casey undercover and then doing Euphoria which although she's acting like an adult in Euphoria she's still a high school student and then seeing her in a movie like Malcolm Marie where she's playing a full-ass grown-ass woman Mm -hmm. it it's not that it's wrong and it's not that there's anything wrong with it. And it's not that these girls like it, they're like, there's nothing wrong with it, but there is. And I think that anyone can understand this there when you know them from these other things, and then you see them in this specific light, it's, it's a little jarring, right? Yeah. And the first, like, I'll just say the first time that I watched this was before Wednesday came out. So, so didn't even know. I, I didn't see her as a, a high yeah. school. Like, I didn't see her as a young adult. She's 20 years old. I think she was 19 when this came out. I didn't see exactly. her as a young person. I saw her as a woman. Exactly. And and, think, so it's, it's just, it's different. And I'm not and saying, like, look, when you are 19, 20, 18, you're legally an adult. And, mm-hmm. you know, she's a woman. I'm not taking any of that away from being grown. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? 
I just think that now that I am older and knowing what it's like to be 20, you understand that there's so much learning. There's so, so much learning. So like, and you know, just coming from Disney, I was like, oh, like this is just a little, like a little switcheroo. So I'm not like, they. she doesn't have to fucking, you know, ease me into anything. It's fine. She can do whatever she wants. I just, you know, it's like, it always takes a little bit of getting used to. I'm like, oh fuck. Okay, girl, you, you grown. You're a woman now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then with that being said, now. <laughs> and like with that being said, um, just on the topic of uh, Jenna Ortega in this film, we are very happy with the way that that whole thing trade because there there is a part where she says that she wants to be in it, and they start the scene, but mm-hmm. she's in literally like. By the way, the mm-hmm. underwear was, I thought was really cute because it said Sunday on the butt mm-hmm. and she played Wednesday. I was like, oh, yes. That's, so, I don't know if that was like a on purpose thing, but I thought it was cute. Who knows? Yeah, because uh, but yeah, so it's like she didn't show anything. It was so obviously sexy, like positioning that she was in and everything. But she it was it was like as PG as you can get for a film mm-hmm. about filming pornography. And, Correct. you know, so with that being said, it's like, you know, cause going into it the second time I was like, Oh shit, this Jenna Ortega, she plays Wednesday. Like, Oh, like I forget what she does in this. Like, what mm-hmm. does she do in this? Mm-hmm. And then Maddie even said like, Oh my God, does she show nipple? And I was like, oh, I don't remember. I don't think so. But you know, like, so they kept, like, it yeah. was very, it was a very minimal scene. Her, her scenes were, and I think that everything outside of that was so much more impactful from what she actually did, right? Nothing besides Absolutely. her shitty-ass boyfriend, RJ, dying happened in that movie because of what she did. Like, she, you know, and yeah. honestly, I feel like it was, it was beautiful. Like, she was just like, yeah, like, I understand the messaging of it. We are hoes. We understand yeah oh you can film a movie about porn and get to you know like i'm sorry but like you get to have this on record for the rest of your life and use it at your will and pleasure and Mm -hmm. i can't be fucking in it like obviously we could go we could go deep i don't think we need to i think it's pretty well understood I mean, this is the age of access. And also, like, you just have to experience one man to understand pretty much the game. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, like, I'm not even going to say one man. Like, just any partnership in general. You Then you understand the game. So, like, uh, yeah. Yeah. So, so anyways, with Jenna Ortega um, out of it, she was, she was very, very good in this. She did a great great job. And I don't think that she was over-sexualized, but we just wanted to talk about that a little bit because there is a lot of, we literally did a deep dive of like over-sexualization of like young female actors and singers and in the Britney, free Britney era, you know, it's important to just like be like constantly aware of what's happening. Yeah. Um, And when you're young, you're not aware. Like, you know, obviously even when I was a teenager, like, yes, I was, I was probably smart enough, but I like, I just didn't have enough context for all of these like nuanced complex deeper things so like Mm -hmm. yeah it is interesting to be more aware of it now Mm. and like you know Um, kind of just you know take a nod to it and be like okay yeah like we should be you know 
aware of these things and it's fine they did a great job they really did like it was i felt like it was super classy I, I do too. I do too. Even the sex itself was like, yeah, it was hot. I, I just want to like shout out, uh, since we're talking about cast members, like Brittany Snow, bitch, you killed it. She yeah. killed it. Like, yeah, she did from jump. Bobby Lee. Bobby um, Lee. She was like, I'm going to come in here. I'm going to get this money. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm not trying to go back where I came from. You know, yeah. Jack. And I just love that, like, how, like, she even just the relationship with her and Jackson, who is played by Kay Cuddy, aka Scott Mascuti, like, even them, like, when this whole I just love this trope of like when things are like when sex is involved in a movie and the woman is just like, you didn't make me like, it just it brings me back to like, like Meg Ryan faking an orgasm and fucking, yes, exactly what I thought of. Exactly. Yeah, so it, just, it gives me that like ode to like women are really great actresses. Don't fucking doubt us. We're like we're only doing this to either make the movie or make you feel better about yourself. Like we're not doing this for our own pleasure. Like I yes. so um I loved I'm like so the relationship. It's okay. Uh I, I loved her relationship with Jackson. Because she just like manhandled him. She was just like, oh, baby, like, like, you think you did that well, whatever. But then as soon as like he, she sees that he's a little hurt by it, she's like, oh, come here. You did fine. Yeah. Their relationship is so cute. And I'm like, yeah, Yeah. this is, this is great. I loved, yeah. I loved the two of them mostly. I really wish that they were the ones. Wait, stop. I'm so glad that you're just talking about the two of them. I just need to get this in. My number one favorite thing about this whole goddamn movie is Kid Cuddy smoking. Kid Cuddy smoking. I have never wanted a cigarette more in my fucking life. <laughs> I was like, oh, I could go back to that. I could go back to that. I don't know. He did, do it. How did he do it? I don't even remember. I don't even know. Yeah. But well, just, just like, the way he was smoking. Like, and like... <laughs> he was so fucking smooth with it. He he was just so like back the whole time. Like, I don't give a fuck. They keep getting younger and I, I stay the same. Whatever the fuck that quote is. <laughs> you know they what I mean? Younger. I say the same age. I say the same. Exactly. So, like, I... And honestly, we got some Kid Cudi ass. Bruh. He's got a good butt. Thank you. He's got a good butt. Thanks for your butt. Yeah. He, uh, I want him to it. be a 1973 like, all day, every day. He actually reminds me of... He was hot. A, he reminds me of a guy that was in Dazed and Confused. It was the only black guy in Dazed and Confused, so I might be flamed for saying this, but like he, the guy in Dazed and Confused didn't have a mustache, but he just like had this like uh uh swagger, and I was just yeah. like, add that, yeah, like I'm kind of greedy. Mojo, like yeah. I don't know, something. yeah, I loved it. I loved him. Um, it's and so I, cool because like growing up and listening to like some really beloved songs of my generation mm-hmm. and then seeing him, do, I mean, I know this is just like a dumb horror, whatever film, like it's not the greatest of greats, but 
he did really i don't know i loved his acting and i was like okay like i could see you actually acting something oh yeah a little more serious he's been doing he's been doing a lot i think that that's like he's been trying to break into it more Mm -hmm. he's also best friends with timmy shally hell yeah um but yeah no he's been like breaking into it more i think he's like not doing the music as much and he like has done some really cool shit lately like really cool shit yeah i just i like specifically love him as like a 70s like heartthrob oh my god god he yeah he was really hot in it i'm just like because like when i first watched it i was like okay there's there's two guys and a cameraman and 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 three or like two girls and a camera woman right and i'm like okay mm-hmm. it's gonna be all like a whole thing they're shooting multiple things and then when they ever said like he was gonna be fucking the sisters you know i was like oh shit like okay damn like like but yeah yeah no, he was he was great in it uh him smoking a cigarette i can't remember exactly how he did it but i just remember him just being like the coolest like yeah and like when he was cool i know and then like when like the old guy when they first got there and the old guy was like are you military and then wayne was like no flat fate just wayne was honestly the the comedic relief that we needed yeah was fucking hilarious um no flat fate and then like jackson uh Kate Cuddy like on the couch is just like yeah second infantry da-da-da, platoon number 179 da-da-da, two tours Vietnam mm-hmm. um and it's One just like it's always sexy like it's just yeah, wait he also was so cute when the old man was like I don't I don't know where my wife is sometimes she wanders off and he's like let me go get on my, my skivvies and he's like I'm about to find your boy bro I was like little do you know you're gonna die you gonna die, you but gonna that die. was so sweet of you, you little fucking marine. Oh god, I loved his character. He was fucking. He was, he was fighting for okay. people's. He was great. With that being said, I uh, one thing that I'm very happy about with this movie is that the two white cis straight men die first. Hell yeah, bravo! Thank great you, job. Ty West. Thank you, Ty West, because yep. we're so done with the trope. The black people die first. Black people will never die first. They have survival yeah. instincts better than white people do. We all know this. Yeah. All of us. So <laughs> true. Um, in any situation, they will make it out first. So um happy about that. I'm just like, yeah, we got RJ, the jealous little prick. Okay, let's talk about this because this is one of my favorite scenes. And we'll go over like actual favorites. I don't know if you've already said yours. I have this another all over the place, but I'm here for it. We're having a it's great okay. conversation. Yeah, I have another. I have others. Okay, cool. So uh, this is one of my favorite scenes. I have my other favorite scene that I'll save for when we get to that. But um, this scene was, it was when Pearl gets all, God, she gets all glammed up. She's brushing her hair. She's doing all her shit. She goes down, tries to seduce her husband. And he's like, you know, Pearl, you know, I can't. Like my heart will stop. And then, um, you know, you like flash to like the guys in the cabin, but then that's when, uh, Lorraine, AKA Jenna Ortega is like, I want to do it. They have this whole conversation about it. She ends up doing it. 
RJ is like in the shower, like weeping. And I'm like, oh, that's sad little bitch. Oh, sad bitch. little bitch. And like, Close honestly, I'm just like, I get that it would affect you, but like, be able to vocalize your emotions seriously. Don't just like diminish or like demean or whatever. Like, say, I'm insecure. I don't want you to fuck this hunk of a black man. Well, and first of all, you can't say I don't want. Think about why this shit is hurting you. Because you can't have sex with a bunch of women? Or, because- like, 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 even then, or, like, maybe my big, my, my big, my dick isn't big, like, as big as his. Like, that's, like, honestly, most of the reason that men get insecure or, like, jealous is because they're insecure. Right? Like, right, exactly. You're afraid so, that you're yeah. going to have a better time with someone else and then you're going to leave them. And then it's just, yeah. you know, against their fucking ego. And I'm just like, that's exactly what this was. Like, instead of you being honest with yourself and mm-hmm. you're being completely hypocritical because you've literally convinced this girl this entire time, like, this is art. It's not, you know, blah. It's not yeah. sin. It's not any of this exactly. shit. Like, it's art. Like, and then she's like, oh, I want to be art. Like, I want to be right. in this. And then you completely have a meltdown about it and you can't even communicate with her. Like, sorry, bruh, you're gonna die. And that's exactly what happens. And I just, okay, so this, it was just the buildup that was beautiful. Him in the shower, sulking, like the little bitch that he is. Then running out, saying fuck it, getting the keys, saying out loud, what are they gonna do without me? You know, turning the car on, don't fear the reaper by blue oyster cult comes on it's it's one of the slower just just hear me out it's one of the it's one of the riffs it's just it's one of the the choruses drives around you know in this round parking lot it's trying to get out make a break for it boom pearl stops of the brakes you know riff still going riff still going he has no idea what to do then he gets out of the car tries to help this sweet old woman Sweet old woman. Sweet old little lady. She's just lost outside. She's lost outside. Then music still playing. Dissing in the background. Beautiful, beautiful blue ice coat. Then she makes a little move on him. She makes a big move. She puts her decrepit, nasty little lips on his. It was disgusting. No, she's smelling his neck. She's feeling his back. Yeah, oh, she's she's being fucking romantic with it. She is trying to seduce him with all her might. I don't remember what what she says to him, but he's like, she, she says like, Oh, like I can, you know, I can do, I can do anything for you or something. So, but it was more sexual than that. And he's like, I don't want you to. And I don't then, want you to. And then I don't think he had a country accent. I don't think no, RJ had a country he accent. He really didn't. He really didn't. He was a fucking. He was a flop like that came from fucking <laughs> like Southern California. Um. So yeah, and then she like they're just standing there, and then. The music gets louder and louder and louder. And mm-hmm. she fucking shivs that guy in the fucking neck. But what was so swift. Like honestly, it was be- it was beautiful in the way of the music because that was right when this incredibly iconic guitar solo in that song starts yes and, yes and i just want to continue painting the picture because there's more there's more sorry uh, <laughs> there's more. 
the incredible guitar solo and not only is don't fear the reaper iconic and classic in its own right because it's a great song but it was also made more iconic by snl the triangle skit because oh yeah yeah so now when you hear it you can't ever not hear the triangle skit right like you can't ever not hear the triangle that's in it Um, it was will ferrell that did it yes i know i know cowbell not the triangle the cowbell Um, yes so uh but like it's still such a great song so you're seeing it and there's a lots of ups and downs whatever and so she mm-hmm. as soon as she stabs him is when the guitar riffs like starts and then she doesn't really do anything else waits for the guitar riff to end and she's just doing her old lady like movements and then the rest of it starts and she just goes fucking psych like literally that's what she did in psycho and i'm just like this is an ode to so many horror movies with just yeah. motion stabbing yeah. And, yeah and um it was yeah it was just incredible like and then it felt like a it felt like i was watching a theater performance and that was end of act 1 he died curtain drop yes right? and then curtain up horror nothing yeah everything like the whole beginning was just the synopsis right it was just the beginning like curtain drop boom matinee go get go pee come back yeah intermission yeah come back for the shit death 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 yeah yep yeah so after that everyone starts dropping like fucking flies i mean jenna ortega also gave us a really fucking fantastic scream in the basement with her fucking hand getting dashed because well like axed because the fucking grandpa had her locked up Mm -hmm. down there in a cellar and Um, uh yeah i don't know i really liked that i was like oh like it's very wednesday it's it feels good and i think i don't know correct me if i'm wrong is she gonna be in the new scream i think so she was on like the cast list but i don't know if it's new or if it already i don't know i don't know i'm not fucking dm us for fuck's sake let us know yeah literally please please because i yeah i'm not i've got too many other things to follow um yeah so that was one of my favorite scenes sorry i took fucking 10 minutes to explain all that out because it was it was luxurious it was such a good scene yeah no it was Um, great but uh let's talk about um other overall themes like aging so the Mm. god okay so this um the first time I watched this, it struck. I watched it by myself, uh, and it struck a nerve so bad because this is my other favorite scene that I'll just say right now is the landslide theme, when it's 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 while Pearl is brushing her hair, putting on makeup, and and trying to get herself yes. ready and go see her husband just to to try to just do anything with him, and that's when he denies her. And yeah. first of all, being denied in general sucks, especially from your spouse, right? Like it's just it's ego killing it's heart-wrenching it yeah, makes you question absolutely. everything like it feel and it feels incredibly lonely and yeah. um you know if you haven't felt this you never want to feel it if you have felt it you know exactly what we're talking about mm-hmm. and so it's like it's so like i love that like ty west made this character very easy to resonate with even though she's old even though no nine-year-old women are watching this it's gonna be women like us that are watching this but we're still like oh shit like we can empathize with her right now because we understand this but then also like 
fuck, like we have this to look forward to. And it made me Uh think of like, not the first time I watched it because White Lotus hadn't come out, but when we were watching it last night, like even just our conversations about Bert, like I'll never see a naked woman again. I'll never have this feeling again. Uh And that's like, it's just so parallel with Pearl and how she's feeling. But like, even as a woman, it's like, like, I, I don't know. I can only speak from a woman's point of view and like imagine like the well, one day in your life that you are never desirable again. Yeah. Right? So I actually, like, am, yeah, I'm glad that you brought that up because I think that there's a lot to that. There's a probably a lot of shit that we could say and go into, but especially for women, like, and in this day and age, like, and I think probably for all of fucking time, like beauty is such a big deal. And when, mm-hmm women lose beauty in society they lose value Mm -hmm. you know and like as horrible as that is to say and to like understand you know I do think that there is truth in it and I'm like oh okay and like I've worried about it and I will just give this anecdote because I think that was really harsh and awful to say I was worrying one time and I was working with this guy who was an older he was like a dad um a chef and I was like telling him I was like oh my god like I what am I gonna do when I'm not like pretty you know like what if people aren't attracted to me and he said the best thing he gave me the best dad advice he was like you know when you're older and like you don't have your beauty people are gonna love you for the beauty that you have inside and I was like oh my god literally that was nothing else could have been said that was the perfect thing to say because it did make me feel a lot better but I do recognize that there is a strong pattern for women in society of like, when I lose my beauty, what do, what value do I have? You know? And we see with, with, you know, like I hate to generalize, but like men do like treat older women, like who gives a fuck? Well, yeah. Older women, overweight women, women that are of a different complexion that they like, like, it's just Mm -hmm. like, if you're not of their specific, like, and this is like all internal, like their specific beauty standard, they will act like you don't exist. And that's like, and so it's like, and we have had this like Maddie with like her long hair, short hair journey, me Mm -hmm. with like my heavier, lighter journey, you know, like, like even just like women that I know that are older, younger, et cetera, et cetera. Every single woman has the same sort of story where it's like, okay, if I gain a little weight, like no one pays attention. If I, as like, as soon as I hit this age, I, no one paid attention. Like, you know, it's just it like, it's like, you're just obsolete at a certain point. Right. Right. And I think that like, we, like me as a woman watching this, especially the first time, like number one, like I have this, like, not necessarily fear of aging, but just this anxiety about aging. And then also about like, like my loved ones aging around me. So Mm -hmm. this movie was one of the like first and only movies that really like showed this at like such a delicate and like serious way of like, and very quickly, but like was very quickly able to get to the point of how Pearl was feeling. And I think that that's like a testament to Ty West and like, how he was able to set this up of like her, like her being this, like this creepy older woman in the beginning, but then her like actual vulnerability right there in the middle. And it like, it fucking hit me hard because I'm like, Oh shit. Like this is like, she may be like, she, she may look awful and she may be scary and she may be creepy and she may be all these things. But like, 
she is no different than the rest of us, right? That's what mm-hmm. I was thinking. And like, mm-hmm. all of us will be like that someday Correct. in one way, shape or form, you know, no matter how big or what color, or whatever, like it, it, we will still all Ooh. be in that state. Right. And I think like, as you get into your later 20s, early 30s, you really start to understand that because like you like, look, I it's I'm not like, unable, right? Like I have a lot of healthy qualities that like I was blessed with. I'm very lucky. But like, I have noticed as I get older, things that break down, right? Like things that don't work as well as they used to. You know, so yes, it's coming for us. It's here already. Mm -hmm. Like, I I don't know. Yeah, it is super relatable. Very relatable. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I think it was it was eloquently done on like, aging. I mean, I think sex was a good uh, provocative tool to like engage us in the conversation to grab our attention. Mm -hmm. But yeah, like this movie for being a like a, a a horror film it had a little bit of meaning and it had like it had, some yeah, story it had, it had some... and it was good mm-hmm. yeah and in that sense like the the aging process and just what pearl is going through like it had all the depth that i needed to be like this is on my roster for a20 horse like i want this yeah, on absolutely it, i remember texting maddie when i was watching it and i just was trying to like casually explain what was happening in the movie without giving it all away because I really wanted her to watch it and I'm like yeah it's just this old woman that is set to be the like and this again first time that I watched it before I knew that she was like a fucking axe murderer right like but like if you think about just the first half of the movie before she killed the first person she like yeah she's creepy as fuck but like she's just a woman yearning to be young again and and feeling probably like she's unfulfilled and and even telling Maxine herself like I used to be a dancer I was beautiful once my husband used to be he used to want to do everything for me Mm -hmm. and it's like like if you don't think if you can't picture yourself in that situation like everyone will be in that situation in one way shape or form and if you're it even if you're not 90, even if you're just in a long overdue relationship, even if you're, you know, you just gain some weight, even if you lose some weight, even if whatever it is, like it is relatable as a woman to feel like that. And it's, it, it just feel like it's actually really like what's like powerful to me when I think about it as like a whole production is that like a, a male director was able to pull these feelings out and and put this in the script and make sure that it's like it's really dug in that like women are the ones that are going to get this if a man watches Mm -hmm. this i don't think he's going to get it like he of course men are desirable until they fucking die right their sperm is until they die unless you know impotence is a bitch but like you know if we're being honest women's eggs dry up like sooner than that i'm just like like wi- like women we we are ticking we are ticking clock always right mm-hmm. like even if we're the skinniest of the skinniest or the thickest of the thickest or you know whatever it is like it's still it's always like the beauty standard is crazy and like i feel like pearl like she has like and it's 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 just so interesting that she is like the oldest and the ugliest and they made her like this 
I don't know. Like she, she is just the worst off in all of it. And she's the one yeah. that is the victim in it. Like we, she's, she's both the, um, the killer and she's the antagonist and she's the one that's doing the most wrong. But she also like in that beginning or in that middle, like frame, like she is the one that like, we feel the strongest pull towards, right? Mm-hmm. Like we feel the most connected with. And like, so Maddie, I don't think you liked her at all, but I, um, and I think, I don't know, for me, like, uh, Fleetwood Mac, something that gets me every time Maddie and I actually went to see Fleetwood Mac in concert once Maddie got tickets for her mom and was going to bring her boyfriend. Yeah. And was like, I will disown you. I am flying down to Florida and we are going to see Fleetwood Mac together. Um, I want to see them, but landslide specifically, that song will make me cry every time I, I hear it. So that yeah, is the perfect song too for the movie because it's about it was, getting old. Yeah, exactly. Perfect. Yeah, so that is my favorite scene. Brittany Snow is saying it beautifully, but then just like hearing that behind Pearl, it humanized the fuck out of her right in the middle of it. Yeah, yeah. And it was, yeah. Like it was really good. I love movies that do that, that they're like, they the villain is the villain the villain's gonna be the villain she's still a villain like she's so awful and she should have died but you know um yeah. it it was nice to like kind of get like a, a villain backstory if you will yeah no i agree it's good to get a little context and kind of understand like oh this bitch isn't just like killing because she's old and crazy she's like um, y'all can't have fun if i can't have fun y'all can't have fun fuck y'all Mm-hmm. yeah no i thought the aging aspect was really interesting um it always is it always is in movies i'm like oh yeah okay you got me thinking i don't want to fucking deal with this when i get old but you know mm-hmm. that's why i do yoga so i can keep my mobility baby hell yeah hell yeah maddie's got great jeans too i'm not worried about her hell yeah <laughs> <laughs> um okay do you have any other favorite scenes before we hop off any questions? um yeah, just I think probably the water scene when she's floating in the water. It's obviously serene and peaceful. It very much reminded me of like something Beyonce would do. Ooh. I think Beyonce did it in Black is King. I don't oh, know. She did, just not in a bayou. She probably did it in like the Nile. It, exactly. That's what I mean. Yeah. Um, and I also just wanted to shout out the like director of cinematography and photography i don't even know who it was but like great fucking job because they had they had some really great lingering stills and like the fields and like the rustic place i just like i was like i want to go there Mm. i love this Mm. this is beautiful it's so serene it was really serene for me like it felt super peaceful even though this was like a horror film i was like oh i love this let me know blue skidoo right up in there yeah yeah yeah. it was honestly the daytime felt scarier than the nighttime they put more tension in the daytime scenes than the nighttime Nighttime was like slasher the daytime was like like tension building like midsummer-esque yeah i love that because i'm like give me horror in the daytime give me slasher in the nighttime like i'm here (laughs) for that kind of movie all day every day Um, Okay, I just want to give an honorable mention uh, scene to Pearl after she gouges Wayne's eyeballs out in the barn and she walks in all frail and Gentile-like and she 
pokes him real quick, makes sure he's dead, and then she just like daintily puts hay over his body. Yes. <laughs> yeah. She was like, like oh, I did enough. I've done enough. You get two scoops and that's it. Bye. Oh, yeah, no, that was really funny. Honestly, this this movie had a lot of humor in it, and I think I really appreciated that overall. Because yeah. scary movies are tough for me because I'm a little pussy ass bitch. I'm a little softy baby. So that helped me. I was like, oh, okay. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you for that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, honestly, I really enjoyed the movie. I thought like it had a good story and it was well done. It was good to look at. I mean, there was sex, you know, like it fucking hit all the shit. Like it checked mm-hmm. all the boxes. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Um, all right. So I think that's all for this one. But next week we will be back with Ex Machina, which is like oh, a yeah. fucking OG OG A24 yeah. film. Yeah. Uh, Maddie is the one that actually put me onto this movie. I didn't yeah. know it was A24 until yeah. we talked about it. Um, so yeah, we're excited. Fucking Oscar Isaac, baby daddy. Uh, I'm excited. Oh, yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. Well, um, sorry to burst your bubble, but he's not in it too much no i know i know i've watched it i've seen it okay he's in it enough enough and he's an asshole but you know we'll get there no spoilers for that but watch it tune back in next week next Tuesday. we'll have the pot up yeah check us out at fucking hbos on instagram hb.hose on Twitter? No, 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 no. HP underscore. Okay, hold on. X that. Yeah. HP dahos on Instagram. HP underscore hose on Twitter. And hose HBO at gmail.com. Boom, 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 boom. Hell yeah. Fucking check us out next week. Thanks for tuning in. As always, we love you, little fucking sex samples. Little sex samples. Love you. Love you.